Welcome to the Twinkle Trainee Teachers and ECTs podcast. My name is Simeon. I was a teacher for eight years. I worked in primary schools in year one, two, and then year three, four. I was a maths lead, an RE lead. But the absolute favorite part of my career for me was getting to work as a student mentor and working with trainee teachers. And that's why I'm so excited I get to work at Twinkle and help trainee teachers and ECTs begin their career on the right foot. And hello, my name is Ashley. I was also a former primary school teacher working predominantly in Key Stage 2 in Year 4 and Year 5, but I've also been a one-to-one LSA in a variety of years across a primary school, and I just absolutely love helping you guys go into those classrooms feeling confident. Today's show is all about what to expect during that first ECT week in September. Now, we're going to try and keep it short because we know you have a lot to do to get ready, but we'll go through everything we can to help you feel confident during your first week as an ECT. But just before we jump in, we just want to let you know of our social media accounts. So if you've got any questions or you want some specific advice, you can reach out to one of the team at any of these so you can find us on Facebook at Twinkle Trainee Teachers or at our Twinkle ECTs and NQTs page. We also have two community groups on there, which are the Twinkle Trainee Teachers group and the Twinkle ECT and NQT support group. You can find us on Instagram at Twinkle Trainee Teachers, on TikTok at Twinkle Trainee Teachers as well, and on Twitter at Trainee Twinkle. And this podcast will be going out on all podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Okay, um, well, we're in the middle of summer now and things are a bit quiet where we are. We're all going on holidays and doing different things. But if you are listening to the podcast, if you're finding it helpful um, or if you have any questions, please do shoot us a message on social media. It's always nice to hear from listeners. Um, So, Ashley, that first week is an ECT. Yes, I can. I can feel the nerves coming from the listeners already. Oh um, yeah, we yeah. we used to have to stand outside on the first day, and the children would, you know, go with the correct mm-hmm. teacher, and that was a big thing because the parents were there, and yeah, there were definitely some nerves. Yes, and so, and it's one of those things that you're going to want to have like you want you're going to want to prepare it in your head before that week or at least if you were like me I like to visualize what I was doing and what I would need where I'd need to be but the first thing I would say to you is to sort of just go with the flow you can't anticipate everything and that week might be different in different schools so like Simeon said he had to stand outside and the children would come to him. I didn't have to do that. I just stayed in my room and the children came in. Um, so just try and be flexible. Don't try and overthink everything. Try and let the week almost take you and just sort of go with it and see what happens and just constantly be learning about routines and different things like that. Okay, so I would say some advice you might commonly receive is to spend time prioritising getting to know your class and setting Mm -hmm. up routines. And I think that is really good advice. However, I will say I always managed to get my English and maths done in the first week because I... I didn't see how that would hinder my setting up routines. If anything, I felt like that would enable me to kind of set up the routines. I just went in at quite an easy, comfortable level. 
So their children felt happy. They'd come back from summer. They felt like they could do it. And they were starting to learn the new routines in the classroom and the way I like to do things. So I think you should still plan in your core subjects, but just adjust the difficulty level for your children. Yeah, definitely. And you might want to have them maybe in a different style. So you might want a whole class maths activity. So you can be assessing maybe um, which children are confident or put their hands up, maybe other children that you might need to help support to get their confidence out. Um, So I would definitely be trying to teach lessons as if you don't, that first week will be very long. And the children, they do love routine. And I think the quicker you can sort of get into those routines with what lesson comes first, then what comes next, all of that sort of thing, you will benefit in the long run. Yeah. And don't be afraid to get things how you want them, because as a trainee, you kind of had to do things the way your class teacher did them. Now, if you have a specific expectation, let's say you want a quiet, calm classroom that might take some work, that might take some practice, Um, it probably will take some practice, it might take (laughs) a few weeks, but if that's really what you want to have for the rest of the year, go for it. Um, Keep reiterating, look for sort of positive ways you can meet your students. So this is going to be good for all of us because it's nice to have a calm atmosphere to work in. We'll get more done and we'll feel happier and we'll still have you know, louder times where we're doing drama and PE and outside things. Making class charters and giving children a chance to feed in, I think, is a nice way to do that. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. Um, It is really important to to establish what you want in your classroom and and just to build on that. So if you've got certain behaviour management techniques that you want to um, implement, then make sure that you're doing those straight away or at least trying to and just being consistent with them so not letting things slide straight away it's easier to loosen the strings the loosen the control than to try and get it back if you've lost the class so just try and be very explicit um with with what you want and how you want the classroom to be yeah absolutely and if you're in a primary setting and you have a ta now's a really great time to prioritize your relationship with them and establish a really good working relationship. Um, Obviously, you want to treat them with politeness and respect at all times. But my main tip would be I used to write notes for my TA in the morning, just a quick overview of what I was doing, or I give them my weekly plan. And that really helped them feel included in the learning. And it meant they, they didn't have to ask me so many things. They could just do things on autopilot, which was nice for both of us. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you are having those nerves of being in a new class and it's your first class, your TA will still have those nerves. They're a new teacher that they don't know who they are. They might have a new class that they've never been with before. They're going to be nervous as well. So it's best to just go in there, be open, be clear and just really try and work on that relationship Um, and at least to have it as a professional relationship. If you can't get it to a friendship, that's okay. That's fine. But as long as it's professional and you're supporting each other throughout the days and the weeks and the months of the year, um, that'll be a really good place to start. Yeah. And that's what it should be. I I remember my first teaching year, I had a TA who had been at the school, I think, 25 years. So she was much more experienced than I was. She knew everything about that school. She knew everyone. She knew all the parents, everything. Um, So 
she was a real, real asset to have. And she was incredibly supportive and professional throughout everything. But I remember thinking, oh, from her point of view, this must be strange having someone Mm -hmm. with only a couple of years experience coming in and telling her what to do. Um, So just bear that in mind, I think, if you do have a more experienced TA. But that said, no one should be making you feel like you are not in charge and you are not the class teacher. Yeah, then you definitely are. And you might be going in with, with what's called a little bit of imposter syndrome. I know I did definitely in my first class. It was that I'd come out of this training and then I was suddenly the class teacher. And it, it was worrying, but it kind of leads nicely onto my next bit of advice of that don't be afraid to ask questions, especially if you are in a brand new school. Because I know some people do get positions from their placements. So you might be a little bit familiar with the school. But if you're in a brand new school, you don't know the simple things. You don't, might not know where the toilets are. You might not know the best route to assembly. You might need to know where the fire escape the routes are. All of those little things, don't think you should know them because you shouldn't. So ask those questions, find people, whether that's your year partner, whether that's your TA, or whether you've got a very responsible member of your class that like loves the opportunity of, oh, I showed the teacher where the teacher toilets were. Children love that sort of thing. And just just try and make sure that you're open to getting advice and support as well. You don't need to know everything. And to go with that, I would say, don't be afraid to change your plan. Mm-hmm. For example, if you've, say, crafted a beautiful seating plan over summer and then you discover in the first week that two people really shouldn't be sitting <laughs> next to each other, it is fine to change it. And it's actually quite nice, I think, to approach your first year with the children with an aspect of I'm learning too. Yeah, I think that that's healthy and that's nice for them to see, especially if you're demonstrating a positive attitude towards learning new things and trying new things and putting your best foot forward. Yes, definitely. Um, and I think an- another thing is is the fir- that first week, just try and sort of understand the routines. So you might have a break duty on, say, a Wednesday morning. And that might you might not have known that to begin with, but by you know by Monday you're told that your break duty is on Wednesday. That's absolutely fine. The next week, knowing that your break duty is on the Wednesday, you can start thinking about right, okay, what's that lesson going to be after break duty? I'm not going to have time, my usual amount of time to set up. I'm not going to be able to have run to the printer at break time if I've forgotten to print off that resource. So you can start thinking about how you can manage your time a bit easier. You're not going to be able to do that on the first week, really, because it's going to be completely new. But just make a few notes, make a few ideas of, oh, I've got an assembly on Tuesday morning. That means I've got to have a shorter maths lesson. Just try and figure out all these little things that will help you going forward. And I'll add to that with saying, What usually happens in the first week or the first couple of weeks of the school year is the senior leadership team will get together, will be a staff meeting or something. Everyone will get their diaries out or something will be emailed out with important key dates for the upcoming year or at least the upcoming term. And you really want to have those down because it can disrupt your teaching if you're not on top of them. Say you've planned a beautiful lesson and you've forgotten the school photos are going to happen that day, then you've suddenly lost an hour of teaching. So it's really, really important to get those down. I struggled with that quite a lot being dyslexic. So I had to really train myself to make an effort to think, no, this is important. This is going to benefit me later if I get these dates in and I look at it before I plan things. 
And you'll find those little things about yourself. You'll really begin to understand how you work and things that you would like to improve about maybe your organization or your time management or lots of little things. And they are not negatives. They're just things to consider about yourself and just learn to know yourself and how you work. Yeah. Oh, something I might like to talk about is parents. Your relationship with the parents is hugely important and you want to make some time for that. You also want to consider boundaries. What? How does the school like to do things? For example, my daughter's school, um, when we drop the kids off in the morning, the teacher will come to the door and sort of deal with any any questions or problems. But then generally it's anything else would be directed to the office because the teacher's busy and teaching. You know, so you've got that that couple of minutes at the start and end of the day to talk to the teacher, and generally, otherwise, you email the office, which I think is quite a nice policy actually. And the teacher is very welcoming and friendly. Where it can get a bit problematic is if parents start emailing you and you're not happy with that. See what your school's policy on on um, interacting with parents is, and make sure the parents are respecting your boundaries and following what the school would want just making sure that you know exactly how that happens and there's lots of apps and communication things oh, yeah, now is, due to yeah. the pandemic so communication has improved but just make sure you know if your school's using a certain system what the guidelines are for that certain times that you respond and all that sort of thing it's a it's an interesting balance you have to strike because of course you want to be available to parents but you need to have your private time respected. But at the same point, if you make the cutoff too severe and parents can't get in touch with you, they're going to worry. There's going to be issues that aren't dealt with and that's going to make your life harder in the long run. Yes. And that is something that you will negotiate through through the year. Basically, in the first week of your, of your ECT year, you just want to be making sure that you understand how the system works, how parents can get in contact with you. And if it is of a face to face, just making sure that you're smiling, you're being welcoming, you're being friendly, because they are going to be quite nosy about who the new teacher is. So they're going to want to see you and to say hello and maybe pass on some messages from the previous year. So don't be worried if you do get a lot of communication from parents to begin with, because they're just going to be a little bit worried that they want their child to be given as much opportunity as possible and if there's any messages from the previous year that worked didn't work friendship groups that have fallen out over the summer they are big things in the children's world so the parents are going to want to let you know about that yeah and i'd say especially with younger age groups it's sensible to sort of make some time in the morning and at the end of the day and expect to have five or ten minutes there where you can talk to parents maybe there's an activity out ready for the children that your ta can oversee and that frees you up or vice versa. Maybe you'll be looking after the children and the TA will take any messages from parents and then you can deal with them. Yeah, 100%. But I would like to just put a caveat on this podcast because we've said it was going to be a nice short and sharp podcast episode and I feel like we've just listed lots of things or you must know this, you must do this, you must do that. Basically that first week, all of these things that we've said are going to be a couple of minutes or just like a slight thought. It's not something you need to be sitting down and preparing and really sort of revising over and doing all these little things these are things that will naturally come to you and it might be that you get your head around it in the first week it might take you a couple of weeks it might take you the first month but it's just making sure that you're just trying to absorb as much information as you can and try and get yourself comfortable in the school try and make yourself feel comfortable 
which will then help your TA and your children in your class to feel comfortable too. Yeah, and the the number one priority really is going to be relationship building in that first week, getting good relationships with your class, with your TA, with your colleagues, with the parents. It's a lot of kind of becoming part of a community, which is lovely. Yes, 100%. Well, Ashley, since we said we were going to keep it short, should we should we do one more little thing yeah. each? Okay, so last one for me. I'll do this quickly, right? In my former school, displays got a bit competitive because it was almost like the more established teachers were kind of showing off how quickly and effectively they could get an amazing display up in the first week. And that is somewhere where experienced teachers are going to have the edge, stuff like that. So if that happens and you think, oh, crumbs, I didn't plan a display, don't, don't worry, it's okay, get it, get it up the next week, it will be fine. Um, but it is is just something to bear in mind. Usually schools will want you to get displays up fairly soon. And if you can plan that in your art lessons or to go with your humanities topic, even better. Yeah, that sounds good. And my last one is just that on that first week, and Simeon's mentioned it before about diaries, but it's just in a general context, you might have a lot of information thrown at you on that first week. You might have subject leaders that are going to be passing on plans to you of what you would, they would like you to cover in the year and different things like that. And you might feel a little overwhelmed. In that first week, you just need to concentrate on what you're teaching in that week, how you're going to be assessing the children, if that's just you know informally in yourself, and adapting the next week's planning. File those in bits of information away. They will be important, but don't let yourself get overwhelmed on that first week. Try and prioritise. It is time for you and your class and your any other staff, whether that's in your year or in your class itself, and just try and make sure that you all get through that first week together and you celebrate on that Friday that you have made it through the first week as an ECT. Oh yeah, and don't don't panic if uh, that first week everything's a bit slow because I would always overplan yep. because I was worried I wouldn't have enough, and then I think, oh no, I only taught half of what I actually aim <laughs> to teach, but it's it it's fine. fine. That's how it goes. It will get quicker. Okay, we'll finish there, and good luck in your first week as an ECT. We know you're absolutely going to smash it. If you have any questions, please do get in touch with us. Yeah, and also if you do put up any beautiful displays over the summer holidays that you are very proud of send them over to us and we can share them on our social channels as they are pieces of art those displays for some people they are amazing oh yeah and we have a whole pinterest board dedicated to it so please do send them in so i'm just going to finish up with our social media channels that if you've got any questions or you want us to go over things a little bit more any of the points that we've gone through today you can reach out on any of our social media channels so we've got Facebook, we've got the Twinkle Trainee Teachers page and the Twinkle ECTs and NQTs page. We have the two community groups, which are the Twinkle Trainee Teachers group and the Twinkle's ECT and NQT support group. We're on Instagram at Twinkle Trainee Teachers. We're on TikTok with the same name, the Twinkle Trainee Teachers. And we are on Twitter at Trainee Twinkle. And this podcast will be going out on all podcast platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music. Thanks for listening and good luck. Thank you. Have a lovely summer and good luck for the first week.